Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Uh, sincere apologies to those that are seeking to connect with us uh, live on YouTube today. There seems to be some technical issue with that. Uh, my apologies to you when you listen to this recording. Uh, it is a technical fault that is preventing us from going live at this time. But we'll try to put out the recording as early as possible. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the week gone by. We thank you for the wonderful weekend where we were able to relax. We were able to connect with people and have uh, build our social relationships. We thank you, Father, that you gave us a day of rest. You give us time this morning as well to be with you, to pray with you. We thank you, Lord, for this new day and for the week ahead. And at the start of this week, Father, we come to you to give you praise, to give you thanks, to give you glory, to worship you, Father, and to draw from you and drink from you again, to surrender this new day and this new week to you, to acknowledge your presence at the start of it, and to ask for your direction for our path. We trust in you, Father, with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. But we look to your direction. We look to your wisdom that puts us on the right path ahead. We also surrender, Father, to you, everyone that we pray for this day. And everyone that is part of this meeting and is a beneficiary of that prayer, Lord, we cover them as well as every word spoken in this prayer by the precious blood of Jesus. We offer this first fruits of this day and this week to you, Lord, as our thanksgiving. And let your peace and your joy that only you give and no one else can give and no one can take away as well. That joy that you give us, ever willing to pour out onto us, let that be shared with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. We share it with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you, that their hearts and their eyes be open to see you and know you. And so as we make our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the name of our father, the name of our God, who is able to make every grace abound towards us, the one who is the preserver of men. And we make and we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who taught us faith, the one who is our daily bread, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and in the name of his spirit, the seal of the age to come, the one who heals our backsliding, the presence of God with us, that he will never leave us. Emmanuel. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us your son and your spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have given us your word and you have given us the gift of prayer. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price, the sacrifice for us. That what we lost through Adam, 
we regained back through you that abundance and that dominion and more importantly a re-establishment of that relationship with the father that we might not be doomed but through that gift of salvation we are able to regain it we thank you lord that you have blessed us with family with friends with destiny help us we thank you that you have blessed us with food on our table with shelter over our heads we thank you that you have blessed us with people that we can pray with our spiritual family we thank you father that you have blessed us with that with your word that you teach us through which we get to know you more each day and as we know you more as a person as we form that closer relationship with you we are able to walk with you and take on that image and likeness of jesus thank you lord and as we get into today's reflection i'd like us to reflect on the verses from isaiah 41 verse 21 where it reads present your case says the lord submit your arguments and in another version it says produce your strong reasons says the king of jacob does this sound like a courtroom of law but he's talking about prayer here so what is god trying to say in this verse and could that be a dimension of prayer that we are missing let's look at it more closely first let's look at john 10:10 where it clearly describes the purpose of jesus and the thief now the thief's purpose is to steal kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life said jesus now god has a plan for each of us we see that in jeremiah 29 verse 11 and philippians 419 says he provides all our needs according to his riches and wherever we have fallen short through jesus the price has been paid and we have received grace for abundance so when john 1010 says the thief comes to steal what does it really mean he comes to steal something that you own that belongs to you and what are you doing then once it is stolen begging for something which actually already belong to you does that sound like it does that the, is that what your prayer sounds like for example your health it is yours you had it but then was stolen and now you are begging through prayer for it to be restored Matthew 7 verse 7 says ask and you shall receive so when you ask for something back that is already yours and was stolen how do you ask if you have some thoughts already then that is what you need to implement in your prayer what you would normally be saying under normal circumstances is hey that's mine now do you request or do you demand it be returned back so the question here is are you demanding 
in your prayer for it to be returned. Let's go back to this verse, Isaiah 41, verse 21. He said, produce your strong reason. This is God speaking. Think, prepare, and collate your bulwarks, your defenses, and impregnable, irrefutable reasons. Why I must grant your request. That is what he really means there. How do you do it? You do it like a lawyer. Yes, it is sounding more like a courtroom now. You find the scripture that law from the book that says it's yours. And if the book of law says it, then it is the law. It belongs to you. You have a right to demand for it. Now, what happens when a thief is caught? Proverbs 6 verse 31 says, if a thief is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. So then what about this thief in John 10.10 10, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? And you catch him when you find out what he stole and you realize that he stole it. He must repay you seven times more, even if it costs him everything. That is what the book of law says. Proverbs 6 verse 31. And yet what do we do? That's a question you need to ask yourself. What does he do? He stands in that very same court of law of the just judge as an accuser. So it's no longer him that is to be questioned. But he'll point out weaknesses in your case. Does this sound like court drama from a movie? Well, it's real. And it's happening to you right now. Now, what are you going to do about it? Here are a few notes that I have made there. Number one, you suffer because you do not know what belongs to you, what already belongs to you. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, my people suffer for the lack of knowledge. We do not know the word and what is in our inheritance. And so you do not even know that it was stolen in the first place. That's what makes his case strong and he can become the accuser. Because when you don't know, there is no fight put up anyway. The only way to know is to study the Bible. The book of law. And then find the scripture pertaining to your challenge. To your situation, to your storm. Number two, now bring forth your strong reasons. This is where that verse comes in. Present your case, make your demand. Ask and justify it with the word taken out from the book of law. Just like a lawyer. When you believe it is justifiable and so you should receive it, that's when your faith pulls through. Because you insist. You insist on it. So that the accuser now has to stand trial for what he stole. You are not the one that has to stand trial anymore. Make your demand in your petition. Don't beg. Number three, remember that God is the just judge. He will give the devil a fair trial as well. 
If your case is weak and you don't know how to make it strong, then you will lose. That is what unanswered prayer is. But that's where number four comes in. The next point, use your advocates. You have been given two of the best advocates. Jesus seated at the right hand of the judge himself, right hand of God as our advocate in heaven interceding for us. This is what Acts 2 verse 34 says. And the Holy Spirit, our advocate here on earth. This is what John 14 verse 26 says. Use both these advocates. God has given a part of himself to advocate on our behalf. Why wouldn't you use it? Give them permission to act on your behalf so that they can plead your case before the just judge. You should consider when to plead the blood of Jesus and when to surrender to the Holy Spirit to take over your battles. Victory, in this case, is not random or by chance. It is always intentional. And for victory to come, you must speak. Speak up. And then number five. Here I'd like to reference James chapter five, verse 16, the B part of that verse. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous one avails much. Your prayer must be heartfelt. So you plead your case with passion. If one scripture didn't bring your answer, go with two. Make your case even more stronger. If not, add a third one. But don't give up. Most of us pray just once. And if it didn't work, we say, well, at least I tried. Remember that the devil tries harder. And he has the advantage of age and of experience and of knowledge of this law as well. We can't afford to take it lightly. He has that advantage in the courtroom. Knowing the scripture. He tried to use that tactic against Jesus as well. He can twist it to suit purpose. And you don't even know which part of the law applies to you. That's where despite having a case, we fail to get answered prayer because of that limitation. In Isaiah 1 verse 18, God says, come now, let us reason together. We must go to him. He's giving us his advocates as well. Did you notice in Isaiah 41 verse 21, the verse that we are reflecting on today? In the first part, it is the Lord who says, produce your case. But in the second part, the king of Jacob, which is the king of Israel, says, bring your strong reasons. And the two are not the same. The Lord is advising us. He is our God. But the king is the one that sits in judgment. He is the just judge. So the first is your father. The second is the judge. When he sits in judgment, he is king. He is not the Lord. And so he says to us as Lord, come prepared. 
advising us personally so that when he goes and sits in that seat of judgment we have all the necessary preparation to to state our case we must know our cause and state it with passion making a demand i'd like us to bear this in mind when we pray and when you know it's yours then you have to insist on payback from the devil remember proverb 6 verse 31 Now don't use this logic on other people who have offended you. We often tend to take it too literally in the physical as well. They themselves have been stolen from and that is what forces them to behave that way to bring harm on you. So target the real source of it, the spiritual source behind all of that wickedness. And God said forgive the person who just like you is also a victim of that wickedness father in the name of jesus i pray that we each of us understand the value in this verse so that when we pray we pray with understanding and we pray with the wisdom that comes through the revelation of the holy spirit from your word so that when we present our case we don't just lightly make a prayer we present it with strong reasoning on why we must get that answer and more importantly to insist on it till we see the answer to hold on to our faith i ask for this edification in our spirit this day lord help us become richer through that wisdom and as we pray for spiritual growth we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs for those of our families and our friends and every request that has been made in this prayer group as well we pray for the victims of war especially for all the suffering that they have to go through many have had to leave their homes and lose everything end up as refugees in another country millions of people who may not ever see their home again we ask for your mercy on them lord we ask for destiny helpers that will bless and protect them we ask for safety more importantly we ask for peace in those countries father in ukraine and russia so that innocent lives might not be lost so that the value of human life be upheld and all sorts of wickedness that is behind this be cut away and be brought to judgment we pray also for all those that are battling sickness and disease especially the covid disease or any other life threatening sicknesses all those that are hospitalized this day we pray in a special way for all those families that are battling and undergoing separation that are battling violence and abuse that are battling infidelity and anything that seeks to create a divide in these families 
and cover them by your precious blood, Lord. That blood that you shed with love. Jesus, you are love. We cover every member of every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group as well with this precious blood. We declare that blood as our hedge of protection, our divine protection. We put on your angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will of the Father, the plans that he has for each of these lives. And call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each one of these. Protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, natural disasters and sickness. I command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus. We pray for all those that are battling any kind of strongholds over their lives as well. And most of these cases, they don't even realize it, Lord. That they are being yoked under slavery and bondage. We take a moment to remember some of these that we are praying for. Father, under the authority of the name of Jesus... I declare every such chain that we have raised up to you in our prayer. I declare every such chain broken in the name of Jesus, the authority of the King of Kings, the Lord of hosts. You know, I ask of you to send your anointing on each of these, Father. That yoke-breaking anointing so that through the spirit of liberty, they are set free by the sun. We pray also for all those that are undergoing financial challenges, those that are seeking new jobs. So that whatever has been prophesied to them be fulfilled for your glory, Father. So that they understand through your word, your provisions and your wisdom that you make available of how to break free from those limitations. We ask for that revelation upon them this day, Lord. We pray also for all those members of our family and our friend circle that are not yet saved, have not yet received their salvation as a gift. Quicken them, O Father, and they shall call on your name and be delivered. Unless you draw them, they cannot come to you. We raise our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And you always uphold our faith. And for those, Father, that are sitting on the fence, that they might believe and might be converted as well, Lord. We release our faith this day and we make our prayer and we speak out in that courtroom of justice. 
we now connect with your spirit to be one spirit in this prayer and make it a prayer of agreement with each other and with him believing in our hearts that every word and every person that we have prayed for that prayer is an answered prayer i encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for the gift of tongues and other gifts of the holy spirit to take that step in faith release your tongue and ask him to take over let us now pray in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. 
The scripture I've been given today is from 1 Peter 5, 6 to 8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. Cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares about you. Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone else is receiving a word from the Lord, please feel free to unmute and speak or you can type it in the chat as well. Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with the mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. And you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been posted in the chat as well. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Another participant has said they have felt a mighty anointing as well. Thank you, Father, for that anointing.
Lord, we thank you for this gift of your word where you make known to us tiny little pearls that we can use in our daily prayer and help improve our relationship with you through a better understanding of your provisions that you have made available to us to better knowing and understanding and feeling your love for us that is unchangeable, that is irrevocable and the mercy that you make available to us every single day. We thank you, Father. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank God, you, bless Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone.